Hello, I'm Zach Robichaud. And I'm Jackie Mignot. You're listening to a Podcast Made Flesh summer special episode. Conversations about an embodied faith. We are coming to you from self-isolation, Zooming with people to talk about the incarnation. We're not reporters or experts, but we are questioners, and we are on a quest to have a conversation around the central Christian belief that God became flesh. Welcome to the podcast Made Flesh, listeners. Uh, this We just want to do a couple things this uh, episode. It's a very short episode. Maybe not that short. Not that short. No. <laughs> Shorter. Um, first, we wanted to thank you for uh, season one. We really enjoyed producing it. Um, we really appreciate all the positive feedback. No negative feedback, which is amazing. Isn't that incredible? <laughs> and maybe you just didn't tell us. Well, <laughs> yeah. that's fine. <laughs> maybe you switched it off after five minutes, but you're <laughs> probably not listening to it at this point. Um, so, yeah, this, uh, this summer we just wanted to release a couple mini episodes uh, to kind of keep you tuned in, maybe give you as kind of a gift. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we just wanted to thank you for uh, subscribing and listening and rating us on the podcast platforms. And uh, Jackie, what what have we got in in mind for season two? I mean, these are big ideas. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think for season two, I've been really reflecting on even just what's happened in the last few months, which we started this this project over a year ago and recorded most of it before, um, you know, before we were six weeks into a pandemic and the Black Lives Matters protests and, and all of these things. And... I'm, I really am thinking that leaning into the theology of the Incarnation is really important. And so I'm looking forward to, um, in our times, doing more theology. So talking to more theologian, theologians, people who have been thinking about what it means to um, that we follow an embodied uh, Savior and, and live this embodied faith. I... I just truly am thinking about how theology really does impact how we live with each other and what we do with our lives. So, yeah, I, I think one, one of the ways we leaned on in this first season was to talk about all the ways an embodied faith is lived out. And we still want to do that. And then in the next season, also lean further onto some of the diving into some of the theological issues and um, ideas and maybe ones that we didn't grow up with ourselves and wondering what those mm. might um, be. So that's our our hope, and we hope you join us for that. Yeah. Um, so as disembodied as podcasts sort of are, <laughs> we want to share uh, a prayer with you. Mm-hmm. It's an embodied prayer, a contemplative prayer, um, led by Jessica Dell Andrews, who's a good friend of ours. Um, I'll let her introduce what she's doing, but I invite you to participate um, and uh, and pray with her and maybe uh, adopt this new practice if it's new for you. Um, and we'd love to hear what you think of it. So I'll turn it over to Jessica. Hi, my name is Jess Dell Andrews. And I'm studying a master's degree in seminary. It's a joint degree in Christian theology and spiritually integrated psychotherapy. 
And as such, I'm interested in the intersections between ancient spiritual wisdom, meaning modern psychology, and also where um, body prayer practices might meet intellectually rigorous theology. The way that I stumbled into embodied prayer practice um, was at a time in my life, at various times in my life, actually, that were more intense or had more suffering or more grief. I found that my other prayer practices were falling flat. And I found that I was needing more grounding in a physical practice in order to help me sort of reintegrate my sense of a discombobulated body, mind, and spirit, um, especially to quiet my overactive mind. And I found over time that embodied um, prayer practices train me. They've helped me to be more readily attentive to the voice of God or Jesus. And they've trained me in listening, listening well to my own soul movements, listening to others, and listening to the voice of God. And so Jackie and Zach have asked me to share a body-based prayer practice with you today, and I'm pleased to do that. Um, This was actually the very first body-based prayer practice that I ever learned, maybe 10 years ago. And I learned it um, at a a conference session with um, Brad Jursak, who was recently a guest on the podcast, and he's my favorite theologian, so that makes me very happy. I was jumping up and down when I heard that um, he was going to be on Jackie and Zach's podcast. Um, And I I, I don't know, he called the practice at that time listening prayer, and I'll probably adjust it a bit. It'll just have more of my flavor. But um, there's also a similar practice, and whether or not he was drawing on this practice, I don't know. But St. Ignatius of Loyola um, is known in the 14-1500s for having some really imaginative prayer practices and so his version of this practice is called composition of the place. So I just want to invite you into this time and just invite you to find a comfortable position, perhaps seated, your feet on the ground. I just invite you to choose a posture of your body and your hands that reflects um, that reflects your inner state and your inner intention for this practice. So perhaps that might be your hands open to receive. Maybe that's a hand on your heart. And I just invite you to just take three slow, smooth, cleansing breaths.
God, I thank you that we are always in your presence and you are always loving us. And I just invite you to be in this time with us, even though you already are. But I just want to acknowledge your presence. I just want to invite you to imagine a place where you feel safe, at ease, and peaceful. There's no right or wrong. This can be a real place or an imagined place. Something might pop into your head right away. It might feel a little harder to settle in on something. Maybe you have um, like a slideshow of images or ideas running through your mind and just choose one. And it's always okay in a body-based prayer practice like this if what you're experiencing doesn't match what I'm verbalizing. You can always just sit with that too with God. So find your yourself and locate yourself in this peaceful, safe place. What are the ambient sounds around you? Maybe there are birds singing or water lapping. Maybe there's music playing. Maybe it's silent. Attune to the sense of hearing in this place as you just allow yourself to settle in to being present in this place in your imagination. What do you see around you? If you're inside, I just invite you to turn your neck and look around the room and see what's around you. If you're outside, perhaps you note some of your surroundings or what the weather is like, what season it is. What are the scents in this place? Do you smell anything? The freshness of rain? Damp earth, pine needles? Perhaps food smells if you're indoors? 
And I just invite you to continue to let it flow and just let whatever arises arise. Do you feel prompted to move around within this place? Or be still? What are, what are the touch sensations? Do you feel the wood of a weathered dock? Do you feel the warm sun on your face? And if it feels right to you, I just ask you to invite Jesus into this place with you. Ask, where is Jesus in this place? And if the word Jesus doesn't feel safe to you, you might ask, where is the source of love in this place? What kind of spiritual freedom do I experience in this place? Perhaps Jesus has shown up as a person, perhaps as a sense, perhaps there's a symbolic representation. What happens when you turn yourself towards this? What's the first thing that Jesus says to you? Or are there any ways that this sensation or symbol are interacting with you? What do you feel in your heart in response? Are there any responses you feel prompted to make 
if there's something confusing or something that you feel might be symbolic but you're not quite grasping it feel free to question and ask why why is that there jesus what's the good news in this And remember that there's no right or wrong. There's no need to judge the experience. Perhaps the prompts weren't working for you today, and that's okay as well. Perhaps that could be the start of an inquiry as well. Why? Perhaps that was just some time that you needed to be silent. Perhaps you might make some way that feels right to you to close the time. One way that I like to do this is just by simply saying thank you. So if it feels right to you, I just invite you to place your hands on your heart. And say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you to the source of love in our world. Amen. Our recording today has been done online as we are temporarily locked out of the Calgary Central Library and locked into our homes due to the pandemic. Music graciously provided by Jennifer Oikawa. Check out Escape Plan to Canada by the Jen Oikawa Trio.